I'm Karen Williams from East Northamptonshire Council and I manage Destination and Valley. And I'm Ben from So Very Creative in Northampton and we are pleased to be back with the latest in our special series of the Nem Valley Festival podcast. That's right, so you might have realised we're dropping a whole series of new podcast episodes to help support some of our amazing local businesses out there across the Nem Valley. Indeed we are, we are really glad to have you along with us today and we've got a lot to get through so without further ado we're going to crack on with the show. So Karen, without getting too doom and gloom, let's have some real talk. There are a lot of businesses out there across the Nem Valley and some of them are suffering right now in different ways and dealing with a range of different kind of issues. Obviously, with your work that you do with the, the East North Ants team and the Destination Nem Valley project, you're in touch with a lot of these local businesses. How do you assess the current mood out there? What are the kind of the big issues that people are coming up into you with at the moment? Um, I think... Um since the rules and regulations have changed and obviously there's been more of a drive to get out and enjoy some safely which is part of the visit england um, campaign i think the mood has lifted i think businesses have been just getting on with it wanting to make the most of the summer Um, the weather has been pretty nice and, and everybody's just getting on with it at the moment i think what will probably happen is from September onwards, while well, we're in September, um, as they now start to plan for next year, I think this is the time where people are reassessing their um, their their action plans, their business planning, uh, and perhaps we'll we'll have more uh, uh, of those kind of chats with businesses about how they can diversify in the future. So I think it's a critical time, really, because obviously we're in the unknown with COVID. We don't know what's ha- going to happen for autumn winter. A lot of our businesses rely on the summer trade, and of course, it's been very patchy this year. Yeah. Um, Uh, and it's fear of the unknown so we can only do our best to try and plan and do more webinars and and just to give those businesses the right tools really in order to kind of still um, you know promote what they do. I suppose it must be tough because that's kind of the model of of those attraction and tourism based businesses isn't it is make hay while the sun shines quite literally and it'll kind of hunker down and and kind of sustain you through the winter but yeah I suppose if summer's been truncated by by kind of half this year it must be placing quite a unique pressure on a lot of people right now. Yes we have to recognise as well um, that uh, a lot of businesses, some of their staff are still on furlough. Yeah. Uh, we know that the scheme is not coming to an end in October, so we know that not everybody's up and operational as they used to be. No. And you know there will be some scaling down that they will have to think outside the box. But I think what's really good is the fact that our team at um, East Northamptonshire Council, the Destination and Valley Partnership as well, we're all here to support our businesses moving forward. However, you know, however it pans out, but you know, these are the kind of conversations we will be having with businesses over the next few months to kind of understand what their key issues are and how we can better plan for for 2021. Okay, well that's quite interesting and a very nice tee-up actually for today's episode because today we sat down with James Tennant from the Enterprise in East North Ants project. I found a little bit more about what they do actually at the moment to support businesses up and down the region. Before we jump into that though, Karen, what can you tell us about the team over there? So um, Enterprising in East North Ants is uh, another name for our economic development action uh, strategy and action plan, if you like. So it's how we kind of support our businesses, look at inward investment. Tourism is obviously uh, quite important to our economy. So as part of the um, the COVID um, response, we've come up with the Recovery Through Enterprise uh, project, which is all about you know, uh, at the very basic, um, assessing what the issues uh, were with businesses, liaising with SEMLEP, who would then feed that back to government, getting a steer, you know, what the picture was, helping with funding, looking at business support, and actually now we're looking at accelerating that business uh, support package as part of phase two. So we are a fairly small team, so I look after the tourism side, but okay. obviously my colleague James um, deals with a lot of businesses out there. Yeah. We've got our um, fantastic boss, Greg McDonald, who looks after economic development and commercial facility side of things. Um, we have a new um, enterprise um, officer called Anna Maria Cast, who is also going to be assisting James and also helping with Wellingborough as okay. we now um, help Wellingborough Council with their economic development function as well. Okay. So it's nice because we are in touch with businesses and we are in that um, very fortuitous kind of position to know what's happening on the ground sure. and what the key issues are. Okay, no, that's perfect. And all of that uh, doesn't even take into account the beautiful enterprise centre that we're sat in the surroundings of right now. Yes, so obviously this is a project um, which uh, the economic development team ran. It's a lovely space, I've not been up here before. It's a lovely space, so I think it opened up in May. So um, we have this space who are operating and looking after the building uh, for us at the moment. Okay. 
and we already have some tenants in um, you know it's a beautiful space so do come and have a look if you are looking for business space in the area um, we're, we're just off the A45 over in Rawns and yeah it's, it's exciting to be here we have our own office and we've already been liaising and networking with businesses here at the moment so yeah it's been nice you know it's, it's a great enterprise centre nice. and, and we hope it'll all be full uh, and, and a happy family uh, by next year. Awesome and there's some workshop manufacturing units and stuff downstairs as well so it's, it's not just for kind of an office based business that may be looking for a space there's some other more practical bits as well. Yes so I th- you put me on the spot. I don't know how many <laughs> units there are in total, but the idea is they are of varying sizes. So if you are a startup business, it is quite perfect because sure. you can rent it for a couple of months and then you can decide to move on. So it's very much to support um, the new startups, but also the existing. And looking at those different options, I don't think we, we accommodate retail, but those okay. kind of other businesses that might need that workshop space because they have different businesses coming yeah, to yeah. support them. I'd like to think that um, we've looked at all the different options okay. um, and it seems to be um, well received. It's great actually because I do use the space to work. We have lots of people just coming off, um, coming into the park, car park and asking what's happening. So, nice. yeah. Do you know what I've become obsessed with over lockdown is trashy reality uh, uh, real estate programs like okay. Selling Sunset, Million Dollar Homes, Nice. proper garbage TV. <laughs> But you can have a great spin-off down here, Selling Enterprise, yes. where you have this kind of glossy reality TV show that we make, selling, uh, getting clients into the Enterprise Centre and fixing their insane real-world problems. Fantastic. I think it'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, I'm going to get a pitch together and send it over for you guys. Fabulous. Budget line one, large director's chair with name across back. Lovely. <laughs> well, look, before we get to that interview, a couple of quick pieces of housekeeping from us. Firstly, don't forget that in addition to this podcast series, you can find a range of other business support materials and assets over on our website at nenvalley.net slash business. You can head on over to the site right now to read blogs, watch videos, and find a range of other useful content links and resources. And secondly, we're also sharing loads of great content over on our social media channels as well. So you can find and connect with us at underscore nenvalley on Twitter, at nenvalley on Instagram, and search for Ribbonen on Facebook. And just finally, while we're in housekeeping mode, if you've enjoyed these series of podcasts so far, please be sure to subscribe in your podcast app of choice, whether that be Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other myriad of providers. While you're there, if you had the time to rate, review, or share the show as well, it'd be really helpful to help us get the show to even more people as well. Well, that's a lot of housekeeping for such an early episode to run, so probably a good time for us to hand over to our interview with James Tennant from East Northamptonshire Council. Uh, so, a very good morning, uh, James Tennant. How are you doing out there? It's good to speak with you, Ben. It's good to speak with you. Yeah, really, really good to catch up with you and to uh, to see you looking so well out there. Uh, been a little while since we've been uh, in the same room as each other, I think. Probably, uh, I'm not sure we have in 2020, actually. But um, I just wonder, before we uh, before we get too far into things, for, for people that perhaps haven't crossed paths with you and, uh, and know too much about the work that you do, I wonder if perhaps a good place to start is for you to give us a, a bit of a background on yourself and the uh, the work that you're doing day to day across the Nen Valley. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Very happy to. So um, it's good good to work with you again on this. So I know we've been in conversation the last couple of years, really, and I, I know you do a lot of work with, with Karen and the uh, Nen Valley brand. Always trying so to. My, my, um, my place is within Enterprising East North Hants. So okay. Enterprising East North Hants is the economic development service from East North Hants Council. Uh, we work alongside the Nen Valley uh, brand. Um, so I work for a team. Um, there are now four of us. It's a great joy to say that. So okay. my head of service, Greg McDonald. And Karen, who looks after tourism, and then just this week, uh, last week rather, we started Anna Marie and Cast, who's uh, our enterprise officer. So there are now four of us, um, which means that we've got a lot, a lot more energy than we um, than we thought we'd have at this point um, with with COVID to actually respond to all sorts of needs. Okay. So, so the front line of my job was for a long time uh, business engagement. Um, sure. So I would attend local networks and go and see people. Um, literally cold call or door knock which is still intimidating someone from the council says hello I'm from the council <laughs> yeah there's an immediate yeah. wall goes up isn't there yeah, it, I does. it does and you have to say that it's okay I'm not going to report you for not washing your hands or <laughs> you know, whatever it might be I'm not going to that's not my job I'm so I'm not an enforcement officer um and, and I'm not okay if I saw something really bad I would probably want to pass it on but in general I'm I'm not looking for trouble I'm looking for solutions I'm looking to help people okay and um, and I love this job because um, 
I genuinely go to uh, meetings, whether they're virtual or, or, or business networks, when I used to go face to face and say, my agenda is I want to help you to do well as a business. You know, it, it gives me joy to see you grow. It gives me pleasure to hear your success stories. Um, I'm not on commission. Um, I, I don't get extra pay for that on any <laughs> level. I, you know, it's, it's from the heart in that sense that I'm delighted that this is the role I've got and this is the way my team works. Um, so um, on a day-to-day basis, I might get inquiries from businesses. I might be following something through. Okay. Someone might come to me with questions. Uh, normally, I would try and book a call and say, let's talk that through a little bit more. You know, you, you're asking me for this, but what about these other options? Uh, and I, I spend a lot of my time trying to make sure that I'm really well informed and networked. So um, people always ask me for money. Um, <laughs> I bet, yeah. Personally, but the council. And, and sadly, quite often the answer is there wasn't a lot of that around. And there's mm-hmm. been, obviously been the, the grants with, with COVID and that's quite a big exception. But on a normal day, there isn't a lot of money around, but actually there are things that we can do to help and there are sure. people that you can have a conversation with. So that's a lot of my day-to-day job. And then there's some more regional and kind of strategic stuff that I do. But um, but I think for now, that's quite a good, is that a good overview? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it sounds very much like it, you kind of, you, you act kind of quite specifically as almost like a fixer and a facilitator for businesses locally. Would that be a fair description? James so Tennant, the fixer, fixer of East Northamptonshire. <laughs> I've not been called a fixer yet, but, uh, but yeah, sometimes it is brokering actually. It's, um, so, for example, if a business, if I talk to a business and they've got an issue and I know another business has got a similar issue, I will quite often say, look, I think you guys need to talk together because, okay. you know, um, or somebody says, I've got this new idea. Um, and I think, oh, someone else is working in that field. And actually, I can do a kind of warm introduction to that and just say, look, I know you're talking about these similar issues. Um, I think it's just worth you exploring it together. And, and I think people genuinely like that. So I think about it as creating a community Okay, so it's a community of business that we try to do, and um, and and it's great, and it's sometimes it's just in little ways, but again, there are, there are times when actually we make some really significant impacts uh, just by introducing the right people at the right time. Sure, and I think there's certainly been kind of the results of that. You can see even kind of on a, a small macro level with things like the Nem Valley Festival and stuff over the last few years. That collaborative approach, I think, there's there's definitely a, kind of an, a market for that locally. That model seems to work really well. Absolutely. And I often go to people and say on that theme, you know, if we do this together, then, you know, we can achieve so much more. Um, you know, somebody came to me recently during COVID, actually, um, a lovely chap. I'm going to forget his name, Connor Hogan, I think it is. So he's, he's an Irish by background, but living in East North Hans, And he came to me and said, back in Ireland, um, people have come up with this scheme to support uh, local businesses and it's like a voucher scheme, but it's slightly different. And, and I, I listened to him and I thought, what is this? Is, is this just wacky? And it's an Irish thing. I need to put it one to, to one side. But the more I talked to him, I thought, actually, you've got a really good idea. You've thought of something new mm-hmm. and it's innovative. And it's about that kind of community um, engagement with business. Um, it's about businesses working together, getting that actually if they engage in a collaborative offer, they're stronger. Um, and, you know, I just endorsed that really and said, Go out, get out there, talk about that. Um, and if you need to, if you need to reference me, bring me to the table. I'd love to, I'd love to be part of that conversation. I don't think it quite got the traction that he hoped it would. Okay. Uh, but that was an example of somebody innovating, and that, and that was just us trying to help him and encourage him. What was lovely about that was, um, and this is another line that we have: wasn't the council running it? And uh, yeah. it was actually, you know, somebody else privately coming up with an idea. Okay. We love that because that's where the energy, that's where the innovation and the enterprises and we just want to encourage that particularly at the moment we're seeing that we're seeing that happening and if, that, if someone's watching this at home and they're, and they're thinking i've got a great idea um you know now is actually a really good time to say well how can i turn my idea into reality um, okay. how, how can i start that conversation you can talk to you can talk to me and um, but we've got business advisors that work in east north hands and um, that businesses can come to and um, directly they can get a one-to-one it's completely impartial there's no there's no kind of backhanders i don't get commission i don't get royalties <laughs> from anything uh, but you, you get to talk to our funded um business advisors uh, working for us and they, they just walk that journey with people okay uh, particularly when you're starting up or, or if you're diversifying which can feel like starting again here's this new idea actually it's like i'm starting all over again mm-hmm. I, i've had several of those conversations recently with people who were saying well it, it does feel like i'm starting again from scratch um, and you know we want to help at that point 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you mentioned that you've been kind of liaising with a whole bunch of people, you know, recently during lockdown and uh, and during this whole kind of COVID situation. What are the kind of the, the common issues and, and problems that people are kind of, I suppose, reporting to you with? And how do you think that's kind of changed specifically from maybe the stuff that you were you were fielding inquiries on, you know, maybe six, eight months ago? Okay, so... Um, so six, eight months ago, I'd, I'd say that generally once a week, I'd get somebody um, thinking of starting a business. They'd come to me and they'd always start by saying, is there a startup loan or grant for me? That was a common thing that we would get. Um, they wouldn't realize that there was business advice available. And so I would start to signpost to that. Okay. Um, and, and that was the service that I could offer. And that was always kind of quite generic, really. And um, sometimes it might be marketing advice I wanted. It might be concept advice. Um Sometimes, you know, they literally, they literally got an idea for a product, but and they just couldn't turn that into a business plan and didn't know what that would look like. Um, so some of that is still there, actually, which is really exciting. Um, I would say some weeks I'll get four or five startups <laughs> and then another week I won't get anything. Well, I have three weeks with very little. And obviously in the first month of COVID, um, we didn't get that. What we got instead was um, businesses that had got really acute needs that were specific financial issues okay. or they were legal issues, you know, relating to the terms of their lease or their, um, you know, their finance, financial and legal issues that, you know, got loans they need to service in some way. How sure. do they restructure that? So those were, those were the acute kind of questions that we got. And then there was all the discussion about the government monies. How do I get, am I entitled to, what do I do? Okay. Um, it's worth saying for the purposes of this recording that and the government have announced, uh, we heard just on uh, Monday, that the end of August is basically the end of all those grants and the ones that have announced. As a council at East North Hants, um, we have paid out all our discretionary grants. Right. Um, and I think we are almost completely paid out on the other on the other um, pots of money as well. So we don't have any more additional funds to pay out. Is there any kind of indication of, that anything might be kind of coming down the line, kind of to, to supplement that and to, uh, to, to, you know, to perhaps to offer some different kind of products perhaps for people down the line? Or as far as you are aware, as the council, you know, is that kind of a hard line in the sand? Well, um, there, is a, there is some tourism funding coming okay. um, through us. That will come through SEMLAP, South East Midlands Local Enterprise Partnership. Okay. Um, and I know Karen's mentioned that, but... Um, I would encourage businesses to contact the SEMLEP Growth Hub. So if you Google SEMLEP, S-E-M-L-E-P, Growth Hub, um, they will be administering those funds. And I'm not sure when they're paying, but it will be soon. I think they're £5,000 grants to to uh, tourism-related businesses. So that's coming. Um, Another part of my job I didn't talk about is, is kind of the lobbying and the strategic engagement. So we do talk to government. We do talk to SEMLEP who... um, some that administer lots of government funds. For example, there are building funds that are going to come through them. Um, there's some infrastructure funds that will come through them. We know there is the fund called the Local Growth Fund, and that's still active. That's generally linked to a substantial project okay. that you want to get off the ground. You know, certain big sums of money to to to, to develop a, a, a substantial product or service, uh, not not for a micro or small business normally. Okay. Um, so we that's continuing. But in terms of lobbying, we lobby SEMLA and government to say, look, this is what we think would be really helpful. Um, and so we're continuing to press. There is a consultation about um, what the government should do next to support small business. Okay. And the feedback that's gone back to government is actually you need to focus on startup and you need to support businesses that are diversifying or changing. And, and that could be a small sum of money. It doesn't need to be many thousands it could be quite small but that a small amount can be really critical right at the beginning for sure. a startup um, and and i'm encouraged that government are asking that question okay. um, because in recent years um they followed a different agenda they were wanting to support business that was looking to scale and grow mm-hmm. and they, they had certain metrics that they wanted to achieve um we've been quite strong advocates northamptonshire is a county where there's a lot of entrepreneurship a lot of innovation a lot of micro businesses a lot of startup and we, for a long time, advocated this is a really important thing, and we need to keep boosting this. Actually, um, so although I can't, 
it's frustrating you're asking me the, that's the question it's the, the question I get asked all the time is, where is, is there any more money coming unfortunately well, I, I think, think more than anything it's useful if people know that isn't an option you know yeah. if, if, if that saves a whole bunch of, of those conversations with people then you know maybe that in itself is, is kind of a positive thing and it perhaps again refocuses people's attention onto you know uh, what else is available you know what is of more practical use to me yeah. now than, than, than kind of money and stuff you know you mentioned yeah. obviously things like the the one-to-one kind of business support and advice yeah. and guidance and stuff how do how's the best way for businesses to kind of engage with you and and kind of set that process in motion what does that kind of process yeah. look like typically okay so um what we've done as part of so we we responded to covid with a program called recovery through enterprise um, and and you can find that on my linkedin page you can find that um on um, the east north council website if you still can't find it, I'm sure you can get a hold of me one oh, more. We'll be linking to it from the Nem Valley site, from the business support pages as well. No, for it's you. all there. It's all there. So it, that that um, so that document is quite long and uh, long winded to read. I'm not I'm not going to try and summarise it here, but um, it, it talks about the way that we have collaborated with a number of partners and put a program together. So at the moment, what we're doing is we're working with the University of Northampton. So if, if you phone a number, you phone the University of Northampton uh, and they do a, a beginning of the journey with every business. Okay. So they will talk to each business one-to-one and say, okay, let's go through where you're at. You know, if you're a startup, let me ask you some questions. You know, what have you done? Have you identified a source of funding? Have you got a business plan? Um, how many products or services are you taking to market? They'll start all that conversation. And then as they go through that, they'll listen to what the needs of that person, that business are. Uh, and they'll signpost them accordingly. So um, conversation will be slightly different if you're an established business, if you're a, a, a small business or an SME, you can still call that line and have this. It's impartial. Again, it's royalty free. There's no commission. It's, it is funded. The university have funded that part of it. We funded uh, the promotion for it. Okay. And it's paid for. It's a paid for package. It did cost money. But we've, we've put that in place. Uh, and you can talk to somebody impartially and say, look, this is where I'm at. Um, what do I do about the problems that I'm facing right now? Um, the university would then offer you uh, their own in-house kind of mix of support. Okay. They've got um, a range of academics. They have got some funds that, that are coming shortly for some particular types of product development. Okay. And they will know how that works because it's their money. Um, and you'd need to talk to the university if you're a business out there thinking, oh, I'd like some of that. They've had a fund in the past called the Big Ideas Fund. Okay. And if you, if you Google University of Northampton Big Ideas Fund, I think you get a sense of what that's about. Um, and they have, they've got a kind of consultancy where you can pitch to a kind of a panel of experts from the university and they will, they will offer you a kind of uh, response on, on what you've suggested. Okay. We've also worked with the FSB, Federation of Small Businesses. So we've got a subsidy at the moment. Um, so I mentioned earlier that a lot of business needs right now are still acute, financial, legal, and then they're becoming HR-related queries now. Sure. What do I do with my workforce? How do I say furlough, all that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah. It's quite painful, but I want to write the right letter to help people. Okay. And then there's the health and safety question. Yeah. And the Federation of Small Businesses, again, uh, we subsidise that. There's no commission. I make no money from this. But we are signposting to them because we think it is a, a genuine and viable you know, they're a national body for which effectively as a small business, you will get corporate support. So you'd get help. I've got an HR question, help. I've got a health and safety question. Who can I turn to? Okay. Um, you can, you can download documents. You can talk to advisors. So what we're doing is we're taking um, 80 pounds off the cost of membership. So if you are a small business and, and it's just you, um, I think it'll cost you 97 pounds and we'll pay 80 pounds. Um, and that offer is available through the University of Northampton. You just, that, that's just how the referral works. Okay. And, and that's worth taking part in. Um, it's an obligation again, and I don't, I don't make money from that, but you know, we <laughs> think it works. So find out if you think that works. FSB, I've got lots of experience personally. FSB has been a great organisation, uh, and, and I hear a lot of that. And I think people forget you know, those back office functions you haven't got. How do I get them now? Yeah, And the last strand of this is that we, uh, I mentioned our, our one-to-one business advisors. So we put a business support package in place uh, 12 months ago, okay. which would have finished in May with a, a company called Building Business. Uh, you can Google them, Building Business. We're speaking to Ruth for the podcast uh, very yeah, shortly, so actually, later this week. So yeah. Great. Right. So, you're, so follow, that, follow that in the series because Ruth will tell you a little bit of what she does. And Ruth's quite good in her podcast of giving you a taste of what the package is. And obviously sure. there is a, 
that's available to anyone in Northampton or wider because Ruth's got a private offer um, and, and, and people can go and make that agreement with her. But for East Northampton businesses, um, there is a funded route at the moment and we've extended that until the end of August. So you can still get onto that. Um, for that, let me give you the phone number and you need to kind of put this link in, Ben. But um, Yeah, no problem. It's really important. So the phone number for the university is 01604 892 and I'll repeat that, 01604 892328 and it's worth giving them a call cool you know businesses just give them a call i've heard about this what can you do for me and they can support businesses across the rest of northamptonshire as well okay. uh, they, you just don't get all of the package that we've got yeah. no but absolutely it's still a good package there okay and is there a website for people to check out that recovery program as well yeah so um, uh, the, the, the um if you go you can read it on our pages and the best to get a summary of what they've got, I'm just going to do it myself now. So the University of Northampton Business Support Team, okay. it's quite a long web address, but if you just if you Google University Business Support Team or University of Northampton Business Support Team, you'll get you'll get a summary of what they do and they describe Recovery for Enterprise on there. It's got the phone number on there, it's got their email address, um, and it's got some other other projects they're involved in, all good and all all worth just being aware of as a business. Um, you know, I, I, at the moment, I can't stress how important it is to take the time to think about the business. A lot of people have said COVID is a real chance to reflect and sure. think, um, and, and not, you know, and, and be real about where you're at and what's possible. People are still spending money, and um, people still want to want goods and services. People still want stuff done. Um, Okay, well, that tees me up quite nicely actually for my uh, for my next question. You you mentioned you've been kind of in touch with you know lots and lots of businesses at various stages of this last kind of few months. Um, who have you kind of encountered that you would hold up as you know perhaps a particular success story or, or somebody that you've found locally that you know has really kind of made the, the most of the last few months and, and made some real perhaps positive changes within their business? Okay, great. Yeah, great question, Ben. Um, I, I think. The, the encouragement I would say is there's lots actually <laughs> so um it's quite hard for me to just pick one or two out because there are many and, and I'm just going to share a few and they're from kind of quite a, a wide patch really okay but for me they were quite good stories and I'll, I'll tell you about them sort of one at a time really so Jelly's Vodka um is a business um that makes vodka organic vodka um and I've met uh Oliver Jelly on a number of different times uh at different networks and so on I remember speaking to him early on and saying, so, so um, um, tell me about the impact of, of, uh, of COVID on your business. He said, I can't remember what the statistic was he quoted, but he said, you know, my, my sales have plummeted by 97% or something. Wow. Um, you know, it's just literally stalled. And, and, but he was very calm about it. He said, but what can you do? You know, I can't do anything. So then he, um, he said, so what I've done is I've started talking to people and I've worked out what I can do. And I'm, I'm not going to make any money out of this, but, heck, we're going to go for it because we think it'll be a good thing. And, it's, and people are really shocked by this. So he said, um, he put together this kind of whining and dining, well, it would be, it'd be vodka and dining package. Okay. Um, I forget what he called it, but I think it's on their website. It was some kind of a supper club. And basically you, you subscribe to, to a, a meal deal. Okay. And you've got a meal in a box, which would have vodkas for each course. And it would have um, different, different meals pre-prepared. So you'd have to reheat, but it would all oh. be done. And all of that was with some... TV chefs whose names I'm going to forget, but everyone knows they're from the famous TV chefs. And he just he just knew them. So he was on the phone and said, can you do this for me? You know, can you do me some sirloin in a particular sauce? And I'll marry yeah. that with the vodka. And, and he put this lunch club together. And, um, and he said, I've no idea what's going to work, if it's going to work. We've sold 25 so far. I'm not making much money out of this, but I just want to encourage people. I need to do something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right now. I think people need something like this. So that was really early doors at the beginning. In um, I don't know if it's still going because I, because things have changed at such a pace. But that was, you know, late March, early April, he was talking about that. Okay. Me, that was just a joy to hear someone, you know, wow, to crash from 97, 90%, my business is just gone. Yeah. And then turn around and said, but I'm going to do this about it. Um, I thought that was brilliant, really. Well, they say don't necessity being the mother of invention. I think there's been a few people that have uh, kind of proved that lesson out this, this year so far. Yeah, and that's a great example of, I can't do what I normally do because all of my supply chains have just stopped. Yeah. So I'm going to find another route to market. Yeah. So still got vodka. It's in a small bottle for your, you know, aperitif and so on, but um, it's still going to go out. And I think it was linked. I think you even linked it with web content. So you, 
you you went to a web page and it you got a little intro on the vodka, okay. a little intro on your starter. Okay. So you your starter and your vodka, and you got an intro why why they work and how we prepared this. That's very clever. And you've got that, yeah, it is, and you've got that human kind of connection. And for me, what a great idea! Uh, and I, I just my heart kind of warmed to that. I thought, lovely. Mm. So, you know, I just really encouraged him on that one. That's very um, good. So yeah, he was great. And I got another call. Um, not long after that, from a business in Corby. So that's out of my patch, but I kind of listened to him and went, what can we do about this? So he's a business called, um, it's a business called Meditech Global. Um, they're based on the um, Rockingham Speedway in Corby, okay. which obviously there's no racing on at all because there are no events. And they, they used to do all the event first aid up there. Oh, okay. And um, so he is, although he's kind of Corby, technically he pays us rates because Tiny little Rockingham Speedway, kind of a bit of the business park is actually in East Northampton. (laughs) Whatever reason, we get the business rate. So he technically is a client, although his business doesn't consider itself to be. I said, look, let's talk. Um, He said, what do I do? I can't do any events first aid. And all my training courses have all stopped because no one wants training now. And so this was kind of um, end of April, May time. I listened to him and I said, and I thought, you've got some opportunities. He got a fleet of ambulances and um, he said, they're all kitted out to NHS standard for, real? for what I do. And I listened to him and I said, so don't you want to market that as a service right now? And he said, did I could, couldn't I? And we talked about contacting GPs and doing yeah. patient transport for the vulnerable because the NHS were really struggling. You know, were, the, the government had launched an appeal for cleaning packages to clean an ambulance after a COVID patient had been in it because they were, I think it was taking them 90 minutes to clean an ambulance or something right. to get it back on the road. So I thought, well, if you start supplying a service, that's going to help with that acute need right now. Um, and he took that on board and listened, and we listened and talked. And then he, and then we talked about first aid training and different sorts of training. And, and again, it's the same as kind of what Oliver did. We talked about what about training people in, in the basics of things like hand washing right now? yeah. There's a lot out there, and I know a little bit of public information moment. Um, washing your hands is as effective, if not arguably better, than using a sanitizer. Okay. So properly washing your hands in hot water with soap and going through the motions of you know, rubbing it in the right ways really makes a big difference, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cleans you up. Um, so my suggestion, Tim, was isn't there another service that you can offer now to some of the larger <clears throat> you know, manufacturing and food production facilities where maybe they weren't training that or maybe you've got facilities where the hand washing wasn't wasn't part of what they did <clears throat> um, manufacturing businesses a lot of them you know they might have some sanitizer but actually hand washing is the next stage yeah uh, and it might save them money if if everyone's washing hands properly uh, and people's health will be improved and what about if you offered a course and we just talked through things like that and so for, for meditech global um you know he looked at some new ideas and then i was able to link him up with um um meditech which is the same kind of uh trade name actually but um east midlands okay they are a different organization um uh, sorry medilink my mistake so medilink east, east midlands um support medical uh, innovation and life science businesses and so he got access to a kind of peer network to talk through his products and what he was and how he's going to innovate and he got access to a kind of panel of experts and, and that just took him away in a different direction, really, which is really exciting. So a completely different journey. But he he had gone from sitting, I mean, he literally was sitting in his office going, what do I do? My yeah. money's coming in. So at the end of the call going, actually, those are ideas. Those are things I can do. And, and leans then, into the demand that's there, as you say. If there's a yeah, demand for all these kind of services and products out there, you'd be... We talked about pricing as well. My suggestion was, you know, I'd price it right now at a kind of cost level. Be really sincere about it. Everyone's, because this was early doors, kind of March, April, April time, people are really anxious about how long this is going to go for. Mm-hmm. So if you say, it'll cost me this amount of time to come and train your staff in hand washing or come and train your, stand in, uh, tra- train your staff to do, um, you know, COVID compliant uh, CPR, because there's a way of doing that. It's slightly different. Okay. Um, and off he went. And then, um, you know, I'd love to know how he did. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll get back in touch with him. I, I tend, part of my services, I... I, I don't tend to go back to people. Um, it's quite a light touch. It's a warm light touch, if you like. You know, we, sure. we do what we can, and then we just leave people to carry on. We don't bombard people with emails and stuff. We just help people along. 
Well, I suppose if you're a fairly small team with uh, yeah. a lot of incoming inquiries, I suppose that yeah. fits quite nicely for you guys as well, actually. Yeah, it's it's a reality about what the services that we can do. Um, yeah, we yeah we don't we don't go back to people repeatedly. Um, occasionally, there's something we might I might remember something and somebody and put the two together. But normally, we have a conversation couple, over a couple of weeks and move on. Okay. I think a network that I'd like to just highlight. So I was really excited to be able to join the Aundel Business Association, um, which, like the name says, is a business association in Aundel. <laughs> uh, if you're in Aundel, it's one to check out. If you're not in Aundel, I'm afraid it's not for you because um, the clues in the name. But um, the OBA um, had their first sort of Zoom virtual meeting a couple of weeks back, and I was privileged to be invited to that. Okay. And whilst I can't single out any one business, um, it was just a privilege to listen to. It was about 20 guys in totally different sectors, architecture, um, uh, mortgages and finance, and um, oh, someone had done a startup business with um, bamboo products, um, all sorts of stuff, well-being, a real mix of Jaguar restoration uh, from the Spline Hub, just such a real mix of businesses. And each one was able to tell a slightly different story about how actually they'd had to innovate and change. And it had been awkward and difficult, but they were working it out. And actually someone, had, you know, like I said, the bamboo products business had launched. I wish I could remember their brand name for you, but I can't. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm not supposed to do a lot of marketing anyway. Uh, you know, Oliver, uh, um, the Jaguar business, uh, he had had to modify his production lines. He'd seen change in where his part supply was come from but he'd been able to work with that and okay. still continue and he'd seen customers kind of go quiet and then come back um you know a mortgage startup business in Aundel that's um this was a, a girl in her first year um and this hits and she does no business suddenly for a couple of months and Man. then and then as as the housing market reopened she suddenly did uh three months business in like Three days. Good Lord. <laughs> and she said on the back of that, she said, I'm going to grow. I've signed the lease on a small premises. Okay. I'm employing because I know what I'm doing next and we need this next to keep growing. Oh, that's really positive. Isn't it? Isn't it? So I'm hearing that kind of energy that, you know, she's an independent uh, mortgage advisor. Brilliant. You know, that she's been able to actually see her business start and grow. So, yeah. and you know, those are just examples really of, of the energy that's out there. Um, and we're really keen to, you know, through the support that we've, we've put in place through Recovery Through Enterprise with the university, to just help encourage and, and, and nurture that energy. Because we, we know that in recessions, which we're going through in whatever wobbly shape, LV, whatever shape you want it to be, it's a recession of sorts. Startups are really critical. A lot of people out there are thinking of starting a business. And with the right support, that can become a quick success or quicker success rather than a really painful uh, experience. And I think, you know, we just want to do what we can to help those early doors conversations sure. and, and harness that energy, really. Okay. I wonder, with one eye on on that kind of environment that you kind of allude to there, of it being, you know, fairly uncertain all the way around, I think it's going to be fairly uncertain, even assuming a best-case scenario, that it, everything remains kind of under control and, and nice and low level for the foreseeable future until, I don't know, a vaccine arrives, say. Um, I, I think, in reality, we're probably going to have to deal with, with far more, perhaps, disruption and up and down than that. What advice would you give to businesses, whether they be kind of startup or perhaps ones on, on a slightly firmer footing right now, to kind of prepare for that? What are the things that you think businesses can do to future-proof themselves a little bit as much as they can right now? Oh, okay. This is a very, you know, it's, a, it's a big question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think what this has proved is a lot of people didn't have any real business continuity planning. And that was some of the bigger corporates. They've got something which was a business continuity plan, but actually when this hit, it just didn't fit. Say on paper is very different, isn't it, to yeah. the unfolding reality of a global yeah. pandemic? I suppose yeah. all plans go out the window a little bit. Yeah, and I think so. You know, we talked about planning for uncertainty is the new normal. So I think um, yeah, people have talked about cash flow forecasting on a on a shorter term. Don't cash flow forecast on six or twelve months basis, and bring close that down. So you're reviewing your cash flow on a more regular, frequent basis. And you're reviewing your products and services and designs, and you're looking at your cost models 
am I charging enough too much here? Um, is there a spin-off I can spin off? So you're you're having to innovate on the go. Okay. I think for a lot of people, just accepting that is okay. You know, okay, you're a painter and decorator and you paint and you decorate, and maybe you can still keep doing that. Um, but what about if you could do some design thinking with that and say, well, I, I can paint and I can decorate, but I can also do a bit of consultancy. Yeah. What about, you know, if you go into partnership with somebody who can do some virtual work so that you can offer a virtual consultancy to somebody in painting and decorating and say, okay, I can't come to your house at the moment because whatever restriction, but let's do some concept work on your house. If you can do a 360 for me or, you know, we can work that out. I've got someone who can map out what it would look like with this wallpaper what it would look out look like with this furniture in. You know, I'm sure there are people who can do that, but if that's you, you've kind of translated your knowledge and expertise. You know, I would go to a paint and decorator and say, what colours would work in this room? And I'd expect an answer. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually, you know, that kind of conversation, that kind of that's a consultancy service coming out of a just I'm gonna do my painting and decorating. So I think, you know, recognizing that there's going to be a degree of innovation. Um Cranfield University, again, I don't make no money on this. Cranfield University have some resources and they ran a, um, uh, a conference under, they had something called the Business Growth Programme. Okay. And I think it was a £25 virtual conference. And I went along and joined that. And for £25, you got to listen to some, I, I was impressed with the speakers. I thought, 25 quid, it's not too much. Can I justify this with my boss? And I thought, yes, I think you can. I learned a lot. Um, I was looking for different questions that I won't relate into here, but in terms of intelligence and what's coming next and in terms of business models and so on. Um, and, and I learned a lot from strategic thinkers from there, people who ask questions about how we think and about strategic um, design-focused business planning. Now, I can't rehash what I learned there for you because I'm not the <laughs> lecturer or the expert on that. Sure. But there was some great content and I think they're rerunning that. And they were talking about, how you think about your business um, in different ways. And they've kind of got, they've got models for, you know, traditionally, um, if you have a very traditional mindset, you're quite restricted. I only do this, I only do this in one way. A council's like that, actually. You know, we collect taxes, we enforce against sure. you know, littering and parking fines and what have you, and we just do that. I, I can't change the council because that's what we are. That's, that's our function. But as a business, there's a challenge to actually pull your business out of that and think, okay, I have got my straight line stuff that I do, mm-hmm. but right now, if my straight line is a dead end, I'm going to need to be able to take risks and prepared to take risks. And what does that look like? What does that feel like? Yeah. Um, what does that mean for my team? If I've got a small team, how do I start to talk to them about making those changes? So, you know, I think part of my advice is get advice from good places. Okay. Uh, and for me, that was the Cranfield BGP um conference they did um it's a half day conference and um, our program will tap into bits of that and start those kinds of conversations as well and um, maybe you've got someone else that you go to uh, and, and you have that kind of conversation but it's it's having that nimbleness of thinking and that plan that you've got so our recovery through enterprise document is a working document and it will continue to be because okay. we recognize that you know, we can't have a very linear plan here we've got a direction of travel the front page is three arrows because we're moving in this direction you know we've got brexit coming and we have no idea what that's going to be like on a local level i suppose unitary councils coming in as well that's going to shift the playing field as well a little bit yeah it it may do it may not actually for 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 the the average uh, resident in east Northampton or northamptonshire they may not notice much difference Uh, and possibly some of the impacts of Brexit may be mitigated by the fact that people are already adapting and restructuring now. Yeah. And I think a lot of business has actually. I know that you hear in the media lots of headlines from certain of the national kind of media organisations, but when I talk to businesses, I hear that businesses have dealt with, have anticipated what might come next. Not everybody has, but a lot of, a lot of people have actually thought, well, if this happens, I will just have to work it out. So let's have a plan for that. Um, and a plan doesn't need to be, like I just said, plans doesn't need to be it's going to be exactly like this. A plan is a direction of travel. Yeah. I've, I've got a supplier on there. I've got a place to go. I've, I've got a fallback now. And that's your continuity planning. And I think that's where having that person that you can journey with maybe and just talk through, you know, have I mapped that out properly? Um, I think that's critical right now. Nice. Well, that seems like a... Right, a, a nuanced conversation, Ben, but yeah. Sorry, say that again, James. 
it's quite a nuanced conversation, really. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. Everyone's, I suppose, uh, going to have their own slightly different circumstances and situation yeah. that they're dealing with right now. I think that that theme of, like you say, talking to the right people and, and getting good advice is going to be absolutely crucial over the uh, the weeks and the months to come. And actually, it feels like uh, quite a nice, uh, natural place to, uh, to, to round up with some calls to action, actually. I wonder whether, uh, just to, to re-emphasize for people, where would be some, uh, some good places to go and, and start getting that good advice locally yeah thank you so that's really helpful thanks ben i mean if you, you'll put my details i'm sure with this um, i'm happy to engage with people personally and, and and for me um somebody said this once recently people do business with people yeah. um, and i think if i if, if i can help and we can talk um you know i'll have that conversation and i'll just explain to somebody personally what we've talked through today um, and there are other options and connections depending on what your business needs but really you know my signpost for, for businesses in East Northampton directly, uh, but for anybody in Northamptonshire who's listening more widely along that kind of Nen Valley arc, um, is to phone the University of Northampton Business Support Team on 01604 892 and just start that conversation. Um, there is an email address, but I'd urge you to phone them because if you phone them, you're more likely to follow that conversation through. Sure. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you much more than well, phone calls are almost relatively irrelevant in terms of charge yeah. now but it's just starting that conversation going what can you do how would this work how does that feel where, do, where will that take me um and that'd be really exciting i think um, it, i also need to mention the enterprise center as well so we have opened the enterprise center in uh Rons. yes that's fairly um, recently opened the doors isn't it yeah really in the middle of all of this it opened on the first of july which um, so it's not even a month old um, you know, it's been training for a couple of weeks. We've got 15 uh, businesses uh, in already. Um, okay. What kind of businesses are in there? What kind of, uh, what's, what's the flavour? Total mix. Okay. So we've got um, streets, they're accountants. We've got um, some independent, very small financial advisors. We've got um, DC fire protection. So they do fire protection. That's what they do. Okay. Um, there's a whole mix. And, and there's still more kind of queuing up as we go. So it's um that's a mix of office space um small flexible office space or, or larger areas so you can you can have a single office or you can have an office uh, for about you know four or five people and in terms of social distancing you can really think about that because the site is quite open okay. uh, the corridor is quite wide um it's worth having a tour of that um okay. and having a look and then there are also studio and workshop units so we get inquiries from people who are thinking of taking on um you know, a traditional industrial unit, actually, these are slightly better because you get there's two, two choices of sorts of door. You have a walk-in door, you can have a shutter, roller shutter. Okay. Um, you can get a vehicle in there if you needed to, small vehicle. Um, and then you've got a mezzanine floor. So you've actually got something that can be an office and a workshop at the same time. And, you know, we've got different businesses, florists, um, different sorts of businesses um, looking at how that might work for them. Okay. I need to say that these are not retail facilities. They are yes. uh, office, light industry, light manufacturing. Um, I've got someone who makes uh, medical uh, devices. They, they make um, some of the hardware that sits behind some of the kit that's used in hospitals, okay. um, some of the circuit boards and that sort of thing. Sure. They're looking at doing some R&D and basing it there. So there's a real, it's a really wide mix. So it sounds a pretty diverse group. So yeah, it is. It is. So Enterprise Centre East North Hans is uh, where to go for that. Okay. Um, there's various bits on Twitter. Um, it's run by um, BizSpace. Okay. Um, who are uh, managing the centre for us? And you can you can get in touch with BizSpace and um, go and have a look. If you Google Enterprise Centre East North Hans uh, on our website, um, you get a description of, of what it is. Um, and you can phone them uh, on 0808 1787 060. I'll read that again 0808 1787 060. All that number's on the board um, when you drive up to it. <laughs> so you drive up and literally, and you can. People are literally driving up to it, having a look. Um, they're walking in and saying, Can I have a little look? And, and within reason, if they've got time, they'll show you around. Nice and trusting. Okay. I'm not going to force anyone's hand, but I think if you're looking at some flexible office space, um, the leases are uh, up to about three years. Okay. Um, there's also a virtual office service, and that's just become quite popular as well. People who want the virtual office space there. Oh, that's interesting. So there is a whole virtual office function, and that's that's. Um, there's a couple of people who took that this this, this last week. Um, their, their businesses in rooms, 
but actually they want that to be their their postcode and their address. Okay. Uh, so that's a facility that's worth exploring too. But um, yeah, there we go. So those those are my two kind of calls. That's right perfect. And I know the Enterprise in East Northlands project is on Twitter as well, aren't they? People can connect with you on social media. And yeah, stuff so as you well. can follow us on uh, on Twitter. You can follow me on LinkedIn. So yeah, we are at Enterprising N. Um, so you'll see a, a mixed kind of flurry of, of signposting and information there um, that I hope is useful for people. Um, and it's just all about just trying to signpost what the good stuff is um, for people. Not too much, but enough of enough of the good stuff that's out there and, and joining the conversation. Fingers crossed. And uh, fingers crossed, hopefully this uh, our own conversation here might uh, might spur a few new ones over the uh, the coming weeks and months as well for you guys as, uh, as people uh, hopefully reach out and uh, and get in touch. Well, listen, James, I really appreciate your time this morning for, for sitting and having a chat with us. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time. Thanks, man. It's good. It's really it's good to speak with you. Um, I think, you know, the programme you've got here, the engagement you've got, I think is really critical. And I think that just helps people to... To, to, to think and encourages people to you know get going and get, get in touch with the people that will help them move forwards then that's all good really so I'm really grateful it's good to spend some time with you no, absolutely always a pleasure you man pick, really appreciate it you pick you pick the good right hard questions Ben well done <laughs> awesome well, again really appreciate your time man thanks so much for pleasure. sitting down with me this morning I will look forward to uh, hopefully catching up with you real soon mate yeah yeah thanks Ben take awesome. care thanks Bye. James take care man bye bye Well, that's our show for this week. A big thank you for joining us and a big thanks to James from Enterprise and East Northlands for his time today as well. That's right. Be sure to check out the website. So it's www.east-northamptonshire.gov.uk forward slash enterprise en to find out more about the range of support and assistance that the team over there can offer to businesses. And in the meantime, you can also find more information and a range of different materials at our business support page, which you can find at nenvalley.net forward slash business. And don't forget, as if that wasn't enough, you can also connect with us all over social media as well. Look for us at at underscore Nembali on Twitter, at Nembali on Instagram, and RiverNen on Facebook as well. For now though, take care wherever you're listening to us, stay safe, and we look forward to joining you back here next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.